Hello, Wilder. Hey, Hollister. How are you? Did you watch the last episode of the resort? <laughs> I did. Of course and, I did. And? Uh, way to stick the landing, I think. I agree. Like it's a 10, you know, not even yeah. come in each. Move over, you know? I, I I loved it. I just loved it. I also thought, you know, it's this whole thing, and we're going to talk about bad sisters today. So it's kind of an interesting lead in, you know? I remember, remember when Sweet and Savory first came out? Nope. Okay, well, food was like, they, you know, I remember going to La Bernadette and he served a cookie at the end. It was a thyme cookie. It had thyme and, and it was just a, a butter cookie with thyme in it. And it was like a sweet and savory cookie, right? And it was, uh -huh. you know, it was, you know, people did not mix those two until that moment. It was sure. like 10, 10 or 15 years ago. Okay. And I feel like what they're doing with comedy and drama now is the same thing as when Sweet and it's all of a sudden we're seeing it in a lot of places and Bad Sisters yeah. has it, which we're going to talk about. And um, the resort had it. And I think mm -hmm. it really works well. Oh, yeah. Especially those actors. I mean, Kristen Milotti is just she's is so talented. Yeah. yeah. But I think for the most part, you can you can thank Barry for changing the format. Um, Barry was really kind of the first, Wait, Barry, you, you know, not all of us know Barry by Barry's first. the HBO TV show. Um, okay. that is, it's a very dark Chosen comedy by that great Ben Wasserstein, whose mother is one of my best friends. Um, yeah, Ben Wasserstein's big on comedy in that way. Was he the one who first brought it to, to market HBO, uh, Barry, uh, Barry is Bill Hader. So I think he he wrote it in between his time when he got off of SNL. And I mean, he it's really dark story as to why he wrote it. He wrote it because he didn't think he was ever going to work again. Um, and he they changed the game. I mean, uh, you know, you've got uh, you've got an, uh, an Emmy for Henry Winkler for the first season. Uh, he got up and he gave a speech that he wrote for uh, for winning <laughs> when he played the Fonz. Um, it was hysterical, uh, but it it's a half hour dramedy. It's yeah. really dark. It's really intense, but it's very much it's changed the but format. It's why they had to change how you give awards. But I also I also think that the whole the way they do it with mixing comedy and drama, both in you know the resort and by the way the Lotus they it was White that, Lotus they, yeah right White White Lotus they, I mean it's we're seeing it a lot. Let's put yeah. it that way. But it almost magnifies the drama. Yeah. And I mean, it magnifies the humor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, I just think it really works. And I think it's the, I think it's one of the reasons why I, you know, I, you know, you know, it, it, I just, I think that it's, um, I think, you know, I, I just want to read what I'd sort of put together in terms of it. I'm mesmerized by Bad Sisters, where true rage is immediately followed by laughter, which, by the way, happens in my family with my sister all the time. Like, oh, yeah, we're really angry. And then one, you know, and my daughter, my daughter and I have a thing. Our favorite uh, uh, film is obviously Silence of the Lambs. OK, <laughs> if I'm really angry at her or she at me. 
the person will, you know, you'll start, you'll start saying, I'm really angry. You did this. And then, and then the person goes, it puts the lotion on the skin or it gets the hose again. And then you start laughing and the anger goes away. And, you know, um, and I think they are moving that through that brilliantly where, you know, it's seemingly like over and over again, these are women. And this is one of the things that the, the creators of the show have said about it, that, um, they have zero power to control their own lives because of this man who they are entwined yes. with. And so it's, they're trying to take control back of their lives. They're trying not to just sit and be passive while it's happening. And some of it's hapless incompetence, no question, but some of it's not. And that's the part that I can't wait to see as it unfolds. So I think it's fabulous. What say you? I think it's fine. <laughs> oh, here we go. I like, is this going to be a generation thing? Oh my God. No, I don't think it's a generation thing. I think it's, I expect greatness out of Sharon Horgan. I think she's incredibly talented. Well, and HBO gave her a big deal. She's, you know, yeah. she's got carte blanche to do a bunch of shows. I think she's a genius, but she's also somebody, she's like Amy Schumer. It, one of the great comedic things about Amy Schumer is the way you view her. She's not as good if you have her just on audio, you have to see her. And I think, yeah, I think, I, I think mean, I think Sharon's too. face is half the show, yep. Um, yep. but I, it's not as funny as I want it to be. And I, and maybe that's just me and maybe it's cause it's British. Um, I'm, I'm waiting for the moment where, you know, we find out that, you know, and, and this is how I would have done the show that Grace had her own plot to kill her husband, <laughs> but so maybe she's implicit by the in way that well. i i promise you i will bet you a thousand dollars that's not what's happening next i'm sure it's not but that's what i want to happen because i i feel for because the woman. idea of her being that beaten is just untenable to live with that's why you want that yeah um absolutely you you hit the nail on the head um right, right. but it's I think it's fine. I think he is, you know, John Paul, the prick is unbelievably evil. Um, you know, he's such a good guy to the community and he's so awful to these sisters. Uh, well, and, and it's to protect his, you know, his relationship and his wife and that he can keep what he wants, which I guess there are people out there that are like that, but it's almost nightly whiplash. Oh, I, I actually, I've seen people like that, but, but I mean, if we're going to talk about that, we have, you know, they were chatting about his role and Klaus Bang, is that how you say it? Klaus? I have Klaus. no idea. Yeah. It's, it's C-L-A-E-S. <laughs> if anybody knows how to pronounce it, send us a shout out. And here's what, here's what they said. I always try to look for anything in a character to see if there's something within myself that I can use. And I suppose we all have that narcissistic inferiority complex where you're full of jealous and hatred. All of these things are in there. And then when you take it out and overexpose it and you let that be the thing for the character, we did try to do everything we could to make sure there was something about him that you're going to feel. I don't really like it when in your standard American movie, you've had this character and he's done all of these horrible things. And then there's a flashback and you see that he was really treated poorly by his yeah. mother or his father. And now we understand everything. I hate that. I, I really feel like we dodged that problem. And I think it's true, you know, so far anyway, I'm only, we're only on episode well, five. And I there don't are 10 episodes, that, by the way. But the reason that the reasons 
stories have told those flashbacks for so long is because you want to humanize all of your characters and obviously that's lazy writing um to do it that way yeah, but interesting it's it's hard it's i i want everybody to be a human right there's there needs to be something in him that's redeemable in in any way and i can't find yeah, it death, right? the way death is redeemable daughter. death will redeem him that's the only thing that's gonna you know, I'm it's, I, not I really, really we're I all was, really glad he's dead. Well, well, the funny thing is, you know, there's one part in it, and I'm not giving anything away by saying this, we're one of the sisters, there's five sisters, by the way, and I, I, it took me three episodes to figure out how many there were. I just kept thinking, oh, there's another <laughs> sister and another, there are five of them. I had two and now I have, we're down, I'm down to one, but I will say that, um, you know, when we're in the room, <laughs> you know, it's the same thing, but anyway. Um, one of them says to the other ones, you know, we're going to do a very bad thing. And she says to her sister, no, we're not. Yeah. You know, we have to, we're surviving. And it's yeah. almost like there is, there is nothing redeemable about that man because you, the man would have to have regret. He has zero regret ever. Right. And I, I understand that. I'm just saying for me, I, I find that unbelievable when I'm watching a show hmm. um and you know like even there's there's a whole situation where uh one of the aunts sharon horgan's character eva buys her niece a bra because she's of the age where she needs a bra by, by the way she's when she says the aunts she's referring to the sisters are also the aunt of this evil man's uh daughter anyway right um and so and you know part of part of the whole point is that Blaynet, is that how you say her name? The daughter? Um, it's very Irish. Uh, is is also abused, right? We're we're understanding that it's not just the wife, it's also the daughter. They're all kept prisoner in this man's house. I get it. But she buys she buys her a bra because she's 12 or something and she needs a bra. Uh, and he goes nuts. He's like, You're buying my daughter lingerie. And it just makes me think that he's sexualizing his daughter well, or is. trying yeah, desperately exactly. not to. And I just, I can't find any humanity in him. And there there needs to be a reason why I sympathize with Grace in her grief over the loss of him. And you I, know, I, I, I think there are some people who would say, lucky you that you think there has to be a piece of humanity because there are people out there that don't have it. Well, that might be true. Uh, by the way, but, and he's one of them. And so not- But that doesn't make for good drama. <laughs> well, I don't know. It depends on how deep you want to go into the drama because there are people going through these exact situations that would say, believe me, there's plenty of drama and it's well, good drama. I, I think we yeah. saw a really good example of that in Maid, right? Where her boyfriend, father of her, her daughter, turns into that person. Right. We see him turn into that person. But we also see the demons that plague him and why. Well, he or him. as described by the the people who put it together, you know, when you see something in their past that says, oh, that's yeah. why that way, which makes it. It's, it doesn't mean it's they OK. She they made a point of saying we're not going to do that with this one. You know, right. And I'm not I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying that makes it OK. That makes it, it makes him un a slightly understandable. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's all I need is just a spark of humanity in this person. Yeah. Just to understand who this but character is. But there are also is. people who are purely evil 
And I, I can tell you in I mind like to believe that that's not true, but I guess Hitler well, did. Yeah, I, I, and that, and I would say, and I would say, lucky you, Welder. But I had somebody in my nuclear family that was purely evil. And the worst part was I was one of the few people who saw it mm. and others didn't. And what, okay. what happens is you start to question yourself like, oh, is it me? And then oh, yeah, as, it's gaslighting. As, you, as you get a little bit of distance from it, you see it's not me and there's nothing redeemable about this person. Well, and, and he's completely gaslit Grace, yeah. right? We know that. We know yeah. that she's a captive in her own house. We see this ramp up. It's terribly sad. Yeah. Um, but that's-, that's By the way, she's very good. She's very a very- good. And also a lot of these actors who are in this, I don't know them from anywhere, do you? Um, I mean, I've seen Anne Marie Duffy before. Obviously, I've seen Sharon Horgan before. Um, but for the most part, they're new to me. Yeah. And I think they're very good, you know. But they here, are. They're all very good. This also what's what suffers for this in me is if they're gonna do something where you're on the edge of your seat at the end of an episode and you have to wait a week. And in that week I knew I was gonna hear this from you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, in that week, a thousand things happen in your life. And so then you have to go back into it with the same intensity with which you left it. And it's true with so many shows. Look, you know, I Our said- brains it, are I, reprogrammed now. Well, I said it 20 years ago, you know, there were series and they were one hour a week, you know, West Wing, but it was a beginning, a middle and an end in each week. And sure they were connected, but you weren't waiting unless it was the end of a season and they wanted to make sure you came back at the next season. But I was you were say that cliffhanger at the end of season one is pretty intense. No, exactly. But, but that's the way it played, but now they keep doing it where you have to wait a week. If you're going to do a series like this, you need to drop it all together so people can watch it in a way that that when they want to take a breath from it, they can go take a breath. But to have to wait each week, by the time week seven, eight, nine, ten rolls around, you can't even remember what you need to remember to make sure you can get to eight. Well, so that's think, why that's why they give you the previously on. But uh, yeah, but they've chosen what I need to previously be reminded of, and it's not necessarily uh, a mirror of what I need. But anyway, I'm just, I'm just going to put that complaint out there again. If you're going to do this, you're going to have to go back to a different kind of format or drop it all at once, which by the way, I'm really grateful. Prime does it. Prime is, it doesn't make you wait. I think it depends on the show. There are, there are shows on Prime. Are there? Do. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't, I, didn't I watched the boys and you have to wait. Um, right, for that we to should drop. say, by the way, that bad sisters is based on a remake you know, yeah, it's, and a, it's yeah, it's Dutch adapted show? from oh, it's adapted from the Belgium version of the series Clan, which was mm -hmm. created by um, Malin uh, Saragozin. Now, do you know her? Who and originally was titled Emerald, and the um, so Sharon uh, Horgan brought that in, and I, it obviously her humor's in there all over it. Like if you saw Catastrophe, you know you can see you can see the rhythm of her humor yeah. over and over again. So. Uh, I think it's, I think, I think Sharon Hogan, Horgan chose very well when she picked this to bring it to life. It just fits with what she likes to do, I think, very well. Yeah, I mean, obviously the best moments of the show are with the sisters, hands down. There's, there's also, the, the drama of the show is not actually about killing the husband. It's, it's about a, an insurance investigator trying to figure out how he doesn't have to pay out the life insurance on this yeah and so he's like larry curly who's the little larry curly moish yeah they're they're pretty bumbling detectives they're hapless um, hapless is the yeah. right word yeah um and and you know there's some great 
happenstance that I won't give away. Um, that's done very well. Uh, but it's the show is about sisters, and I really appreciate that because I don't think we see enough of that. And these are these are sisters who lost their parents when they were young and Eva's the oldest and she has promised to take care of them and protect all of them throughout the rest of their lives. And this is, you know, testing that to the brink. And I think they do it really well. I just knowing Sharon Horgan, knowing just how funny she is. Oh, she's very funny. I, I'm look, I, I feel like there are moments that they play for drama that they could play for comedy that I, but there are also moments. There's a moment where, you know, they they are also bumbling assassins. They're they're not very good assassins. I mean, they're frankly um, they're lucky they didn't get caught the first time they tried. I you mean, know. they're they're lucky he's dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what, like, yeah exactly. Yeah, it, but, it it did not look like it was actually going to happen. You know, the, the, those things are like you feel like you shouldn't be laughing at it, and maybe that's the tone that they're going. I didn't for. feel that way once, not but once. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I, there are moments where I am guffawing at how funny this is, but they're not really in like the dialogue and in, it's not those moments. It's more the comedy of the situation. Um, and I just knowing, knowing how talented Sharon is, I'm waiting for that like banter, that like ridiculousness to come out between the sisters. And, and it's a little bit there, but it, they're treating it so seriously, which obviously it's a serious subject. So I get it, but like, I just, I want to laugh more in this. I hear you. I hear you. But also, you know, I will say it's getting great reviews. And I think it's one of those things you can watch with people. Yeah. Like I'm watching it with a girlfriend parallelly. And um, mm -hmm. and we've been texting. And then we decided, okay, we're going to watch it. We're going to open the episode each week at the same time and text during oh, the episode. Fun. It's one of those, it's one of those shows. And it's also a girl show. Yeah, it's a women's you know, show. Exactly. And I mm -hmm. and again, I'm so grateful that we're having these opportunities Absolutely. to be able to seen on be seen on the screen this way. And so I think I thank you. That's Sharon's MO, right? And that I really appreciate and value that in her. Um, and you know, it's it feels I mean, the circumstances are insane, but the way that the family interacts feels real. Right. And the other it thing is, you know, like Cla Class Bang, who plays John Paul J.P. Williams, who's the bat, who's the evil guy Joe who Dillon. has zero redeeming qualities. And I thought he was very articulate in how he said they're, they didn't try to make me redeemable. And I like that about this role. It's a brave thing for him to do because yeah. it's new. He's newly seen. He's going to be seen by a lot of people. And that's exactly the kind of role where all of a sudden you're pigeonholed into being a bad guy and people mm -hmm. can't see you outside of that. But he's innocuous enough that I'm not sure I remember his face at the end of each episode, which is a good thing. Yeah, you know? I will tell you there are moments where you can, like, I mean, he is smarmy and slimy and disgusting, but there are moments where you can see how charming he is. I can't, I did not see one of them. Oh, whenever, you know, whenever he's in the office or anything. Well, like whenever They all hate him. They all no. hate him in the office. Well, she hates him. No, but so does everybody him. else in the office hate him. That's fair. But you can just you can just see like that smile that changes from his evil. Well, he's smile very to good palatable. looking. He's very good looking yeah. and in a in a power position with a bunch of power guys who like him have no no moral center, maybe. But yeah. I don't think he's ever a popular guy with anyone, you know. And the sad part is they're dishon the thing that I, I hope they wrap up well at the end of the season. And please, God, do not make this a four season 
uh, option. But I hope that um, Anne-Marie Duff, who plays Grace Williams, who's the uh, the abused wife and the sister, she's on the out. Nobody talks to her mm-hmm. honestly about this. They don't say you're being- Well, they try to. Well, they really, no, they he try cuts to- them re- off at every turn. No, well- Okay, well, don't you cut me off. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, no, she, she, they talked when, when something happens and she defends him, mm-hmm. they will say you're, def- you're defending him, but they never go and have an intervention or mm-hmm. so far they haven't. And what was needed in my opinion, and if you look at what actually does work in real life is somebody has to intervene. And that means they have to go and they say, you're not the person you used to be. Now, her daughter does it a couple of times. There's a, a moment, mm. in, you know, in, in the episode five where Ugh. the daughter just slays her. And it's like, so, but really, I'm surprised that they they didn't have a plan to go meet with her first well, it- and then say, you need to leave him or we can't continue to be part of this because we're not going to go down with you. That's what the normal course of action would be. I think it would have been good to have that and have her not see it, not be able to do it. Well, I, I think there's two reasons that hasn't happened. I think one, they've clearly all tried to talk to her about this at some point, right? Every time they bring up something, she cuts them off. She's like, I know it's not what you think it's, you know, and she, she, she's gaslit, right? We see it. Um, the other, the other thing is this pact that they made when their parents died. Right. And if they have that conversation with her for the plot, they can't go then do what they do. <laughs> um, so I get it. Um, I agree that that intervention kind of thing has to happen, but it's, it's very clear to me that they've all tried to talk to her. They've all tried to intervene and say, this is not okay. And they don't, there's nothing there. She won't. Well, it's also very British, very American. Um, You know, interventions are done in America all the time. I don't know that they do them as much in Europe, but I was waiting for them to go pick her up for the swim. I was really annoyed that they didn't just go to the house and pick her up. Yeah. Well, like, why didn't that happen? I I don't know. I, I, it would have been nice to see an intervention that was, that was, um, that was, set aside and she said i'm not going to do what you're asking i think that would have been nice but that's all i'm saying other than that i think it's a great show and i hope i hope everybody watches it and i hope we can learn to use humor more in those times of stress and anger so i recommend it i give it a four or a five for sure out out of what we have a rating system now no i just made that up in one (laughs) brief moment and i don't mean to keep it so ignore it but i i i think it's great and i'm looking forward to it every week and by the way it drops on fridays yes it does on apple yep apple tv so enjoy it everyone